Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and it is Food for Thought Friday. We are so glad that you have joined us and are just so excited about what God wants to do today is he loves to speak to his kids and uh, Food for Thought Friday is one of my favorite programs that we do each week because I just get to share things that God has uh, spoken to me whether it's through my time in reading his word or through a devotional book I'm reading uh, through a podcast or a sermon that I've listened to a YouTube video that I've watched uh, maybe it's through a conversation with somebody uh, maybe it's through social media I just love how God can speak to us through so many different ways. And just want to share some of the things uh, here in the 14 minutes we have together that have kind of spoken to me. I thought maybe they would speak to you. This is not a, a spiritual thing, but I think it's so encouraging uh, that I wanted to share it. Uh, recently, Tyler Childers uh, had concerts at the end of the year on December 30th and December 31st in Rupp Arena. And... Uh, if you don't know, he's a big-time country music star, but uh, he's actually from Louisa, Kentucky, in eastern Kentucky. And he shared at one of the concerts, he said, You know, when I was little, I had two club feet, and I was asthmatic. So basketball was out of the question. I went on to talk about, and then he went on to talk about surgeries that he had had at the Shriners Hospital. He said, though, but I still made it to Rupp Arena. I love that. Here he was, a guy that as a kid was just really discouraged. I mean, he had two club feet, and on top of that, he had asthma. And as a kid, I actually had asthma. So, man, I know how that can be just really discouraging. And just when you're trying to do ath uh, athletic events and things, and uh, fortunately, might only really bother me if it was in a cold gym. So I was fine with baseball and things. But basketball sometimes can be tougher. And football uh, was fortunate in less cold weather. I could play that too. But my point being is, I can relate to that, and yet here he had these two club feet, and he was asthmatic. So you can imagine as a kid, life was really challenging. And for him, as he said, basketball was out of the question. And going to Shriners Hospital a bunch, but God created him to be a musician. And, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, not only selling that Rupp Arena once, 20,000 tickets, but a second time. I mean, back-to-back -back shows, and it just so encouraged me, and I just felt like somebody today needed to hear that. Don't look at your disability as something that disqualifies you from having a, a successful life and being a blessing to others. And God creates us in his own image. The Bible says we're made in the image of God. And yet it's amazing to see people who just take things that are, quote, called disabilities, but they use the other gifts that God have given them. And sometimes I've been guilty of letting the enemy focus, have me focus on what I can't do instead of what I can do. I want to say that again. Somebody listening today or watching on a YouTube channel, you needed to hear this. Don't focus on what you cannot do. Focus on what you can do. I mean, so many times I've been guilty of letting the enemy. There could be 10 things going on in my life, and eight of them could be really good. But what are the things that I focus on out of those 10? The two that aren't going so good. So I want to encourage you today to focus on the things that are going well. Uh, the Bible says to give God thanks in all circumstances. And just like Tyler Childers, focus on 
things that God has given you, not on things that maybe uh, are discouraging or could even be called possibly uh, a disability. And God never wastes a hurt. And uh, it's just amazing how he uses people over and over that uh, have challenges. And I don't know anybody, friends, that's had any, quote, success in life that haven't overcome some type of adversity and discouragement, death and loss of loved ones. And um, that's why I love all the guests that we have on Hope is Here, because everybody's got a story. And God wants to use your life and make it a story. And uh, it's just incredible, just like the guest we had earlier this week uh, talking about this wonderful movie called Ordinary Angels. Uh, Sharon Stevens, <laughs> a lady who was a hairdresser and just, you know, just felt God just created an urge of her to help this family. And uh, man, now there's been a movie made about it. And so just know that God's always wanting to use us because guess what? He's all, we're, we're all he's got to work with. And he uses broken people just like me and just like you. And so be encouraged today by that. Just some kind of food for thought, as my dad would say. Uh, Philip Yancey uh, wrote one time one of his books. He said that an alcoholic friend of him told, told, told him one time, he said, you know, when I'm late to church, people turn around and stare at me with frowns of disapproval. I get the clear message that I'm not as responsible as they are. When I'm late to AA, the meeting comes to a halt and everyone jumps up to hug and welcome me. They realize that my lateness may be a sign that I almost didn't make it. When I show up, it proves that my desperate need for them won out over my desperate need for alcohol. So, friends, I just want to encourage you. I mean, yes, absolutely, we, we need to try to be on time. And if it's something where you're always late, then, you know, that that's kind of not excusable. We need to maybe look at planning better, right? <laughs> and I say that because I feel like I'm being hypocritical because I struggle. I, I try never to be late, but I have to be honest. I'm usually just right on time and maybe a minute before at most. And uh, sometimes I am late because I don't leave early enough. So I, I feel a little hypocritical saying that. But you know what? Sometimes people do just show up late because one, life happens. Two, it may have taken everything they had to get there at church. And so I just want to encourage you, if you see somebody that's late, uh, just remember this. You know what? Just smile at them and say, hey, welcome. Or, you know, just let people know that you're glad that they're there. Because sometimes to show up on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or whatever it is, uh, you know, it, it took all that a person had just to be there. So uh, I know that that spoke to me, and I think somebody else might have needed to hear that today too. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou, and it says, People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And friends, that's one of the things that we can all do uh, is just just let people know that they've been heard, they've been recognized, that they've been respected. And you say, well, how do I do that? You know, what do you mean, Greg? Uh, it says people won't remember what, uh, forget what you did. Uh, uh, I mean, they will forget what you did. They might forget what you said, but they'll never forget what, how you made them feel. Well, I think one of the greatest things with feeling is just people, just us checking out people, reaching out. Phone calls are great, but if nothing else, a text. And, um, and then if we're with people, just listening, uh, being, uh, just intentional about asking 
how are you doing and what's going on with you? I, I went to a, a, a social event recently and there was a little over 20 people there. And I was reflecting on it when I got home and I thought, you know, uh, man, it was so good to catch up with so many people. But to be honest with you, I think I only had one person that actually asked, hey, what, what's going on with you or how are things with you? I would ask them and then they would start sharing with me. Then I would ask them follow-up questions and, um, you know, it just reminded me that, you know what, I want to be intentional because I know for me it was a little discouraging because I thought, you know, but I was thankful for this one guy that came up to me and sat down where I was uh, eating at and said, man, how are you doing? What's going on with you? And I so appreciated that. And uh, I probably only had, you know, maybe 10 or 12 conversations out of the other 20 people. You know how it is. You say hi to people. But, um, you know, that made me feel really valued and appreciated. And it just reminded me to make sure that I'm doing that and asking people how they're doing. Really listen. If they just say I'm fine, then maybe what I like to do is say anything new going on in your life. And usually people have something new. Uh, it may be good. It may be not so good. But uh, just gives them an opportunity to uh, share. And I think, you know, friends are never more that like Jesus than we do that when we listen and when we care. And listening is a form of caring. I tell you, in the, the culture that we live in, people are so busy. And then I'm guilty of this with my phone and being tied to a screen that sometimes we just, uh, our attention spans aren't that good. Or, you know, when sometimes it's but somebody's talking to you and yet uh, you and then you respond and you can tell that they're not really engaged in conversation because they're not making eye contact and they're actually kind of looking around or things and uh, I've been guilty of doing that and so when I have it done to me it's that reminder of you know what I need to be really focused and engaged in a conversation uh, that I'm in and so just a little food for thought there as we go into this new year. I think it might be helpful for somebody else to also hear that. I like this quote. Unfortunately, I can't remember who it was that said it. Uh, it said, some things don't need prayer. They need discipline. God already told you what to do. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, like I said, the things I share with you are things that God is speaking to me uh, quite often in my life. Let's say it again. Some things don't need prayer. They need discipline. God already told you what to do. And, you know, friends, we just have to be intentional. We're still in this new year, this first couple of weeks. And, you know, now you're like, hey, man, I want to grow closer to God this year. And yet I want to ask you, have you adjusted your schedule any? Uh, I've been looking at mine and trying to figure ways that I can spend more time with God because I do want to grow closer to him. And I want to look back at the end of 2024 and just say, you know, I was the closest to God that I'd ever been. And but we have to be intentional about that, friends. And like I said, at first, I think it starts with reading God's Word and would encourage you to do that. And then secondly, uh, just spending time in prayer and want to remind you part of any good uh, conversation, which is what prayer is, is not just talking, but also listening. And uh, God wants to speak to you. And uh, he wants us to do what First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast all your cares upon God because he cares for you. And yet, friends, I know that I know that uh, you just want to make sure that uh, you're making time for God. Uh, I'm a morning person, so I know that I need to do it first thing in the morning. 
And other people, though, maybe it's better for them at night. They like to do that before they go to bed. Say, uh, they say it helps them sleep better. I know for me that that would uh, be really difficult because I would get sleepy as I was reading uh, the Bible and uh, and starting the prayer time. So you do whatever, how God's wired you up. But I think it's just so important for us to remember that if we really want to grow closer to God, we've got to spend time with him. And that's the key to any good relationship, right? Uh, my friend Tommy Lanham shared uh, this quote on his Facebook page, The Enthusiasm Zone. Uh, it's a great quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Enthusiasm is one of the most powerful engines of success. When you do a thing, do it with all your might. Put your whole soul into it. Stamp it with your own personality. Be active, be energetic, be enthusiastic and faithful, and you will accomplish your object. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. And you know, friends, I hope that that'll be said of me that I not was just a, only a, a hope dealer, a person that provided hope, just trying to let them know that there's always hope because of Jesus. But I also hope that I'll do it enthusiastically. And yet, I have to admit, when I read this quote, you know what? Often I'm not enthusiastic. And enthusiasm is not a feeling, okay? A lot of times when you get enthusiastic, you're intentional and say, I'm going to be enthusiastic. I'm going to be upbeat. Then your feelings will change, and that'll catch up with all that you're doing. And uh, you'll be amazed. And I saw that when I was a college basketball coach at Western Kentucky University, and our head coach just said, you know what? We as assistant coaches have to create enthusiasm at the beginning of practice, clapping and encouraging our guys and just get things going. And uh, I found that to be so true. I learned that fortunately from 24 to 26, and it's still true in my 50s. Well, I'm out of time, but I thank you for joining us. I hope you'll join us again on Monday. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.